Hi, I'm Adi. And I'm Shruti. And welcome back to another episode of You Didn't Ask, We Deliver. And Woo, we back, baby. Yeah, after like two months, it's been kind of bad. But oh, it's yeah. Okay. It's but okay. what's new? Um, but today we're going to talk about something that's kind of been not like the forefront of the news, but it's definitely like bled through like several aspects of the news. And it's like the whole situation of Leah Thomas um, being or like participating in the NCAA as a woman and participating in women's sports. So the issue of um, transgender people essentially being in athletics. And so we're just going to have a little discussion about that and, you know, whether we believe that it's okay or if it's not okay and the nuances of that. So, um, Adi, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I'll start by kind of just breaking it down. I think, you know, most people have probably heard about it in the news because, um, a lot of politicians have been talking about it and athletes, former athletes, um, transgender people in the community. Um, I feel like everyone's just had their own say. Um, but I guess kind of like to summarize it, um, Leah Thomas is a NCAA um, athlete. She swims Division One at UPenn. Um, and she is, I believe, our first openly um, trans woman um, to swim for the women's team, um, but she's been killing it lately. Um, she, what she's been like setting records. I believe has won some recent tournaments, but regardless, is just a super fast, great swimmer. Um, but with that um, comes some criticism from people as to whether um, uh, being born biologically male before she transitioned gives her an athletic advantage or not, and like whether she should be allowed to compete. Um, so that's kind of just been like the talk, um, objectively speaking, um, in regards to um, her swimming and on a college level, um, whether um, transgender males and females can um, play sports in the um, the gender in which they identify with. Um, so I guess kind of like breaking it down. Um, so the guy, the current guidelines. I don't know what the association is that sets the guidelines. Um, it might just but basically be the like, NCAA. Sorry, what was that? I was gonna say it might oh, just be okay. the NCAA. Yeah, I'm that's... pretty sure it's like some subdivision that of like I believe like doctors and scientists and all like kind of come together to um, build that. But their current guideline is you have to go through HRT, which is known as hormone replacement therapy for at least a year um, before um, you can compete in the sport. Um, And so what hormone replacement therapy is, is essentially um, when you're transitioning to the gender in which you identify, um, you'll start to take hormones that allow you to transition to that gender. Um, so, for example, if you are a male transitioning to female, you'll start taking uh, more estrogen, progesterone, and um, potentially testosterone blockers versus if you're transitioning female to male, testosterone, um, you know, and essentially changing these hormone balances will help you be more, um, like, will help be more in line with the gender in which you identify with. Um, and so basically the NCAA's guidelines for these is that um, 
uh, once you've gone through hormone replacement for that certain length of time, you should be at a point where you are biologically equivalent to um, to other females or males after your transition. Um, so I think honestly, given those like given the guidelines set by the NCAA, um, I think that as long as you follow like you follow those requirements, you should be good to go. Um, yeah. So since Leah Thomas has been doing HRT since 2019, I believe she more than qualifies um, under NCAA's guidelines for transitioning. So she can um, compete as a female. Um, what are your thoughts? I was just going to say, like, I'm pretty sure the specific guidelines are that if like someone is transgender, they need to be identifying with the gender that they prefer for at least four years. And then they need to be on hormone replacement therapy for at least one year. Um, okay. Sorry, I forgot about the identifying part, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so since Leah Thomas has been on hormone replacement therapy for three years now, I like she more than supersedes like that requirement. And also like, while she is like an excellent athlete, excellent swimmer, I feel like her success is sort of being inflated by people on the right or people that don't really agree with trans people being in sports. Like they're saying that she's like winning, like she's like first place in every single event. And like, she's like, like way ahead of all the other women when like, that's literally not true. Like Mm -hmm. one article over um, that I looked up was saying that she was like eighth place on the 500 yard, like her time for the 500 yard race was like eighth out of 56. Like that's Mm -hmm. seven other cisgendered women that did better than her that don't necessarily have this like quote-unquote biological advantage that like everyone on the right is like complaining about um right so like I'm saying that their arguments are null basically no exactly like I so I remember I think I've seen like two clips um from Fox News (laughs) talking about this which honestly that's on me for picking such a biased news source um but I remember how their rhetoric was oh like she's been winning left and right or like it's not fair that she's first place there's even talks as to her like um not swimming as fast as she could just because she like it has that much of an advantage and doesn't want to seem like it so there's a lot of this like really damaging rhetoric out there about like her and her performance when like in reality if you try to look up how she's performing she's performing like definitely not to a point where it seems like she has a significant advantage over other athletes. It just seems like she's a good swimmer, which is great, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, like the only thing that I can see that maybe like has some merit is like, oh, she's six, four. Like maybe she wouldn't have been six, four if she was biologically like born as female, but like Katie Ledecky, she's like an amazing Olympian like amazing athlete she's six one mm-hmm. like that is also an incredible height that would give an athlete an advantage over shorter athletes so it's like you like the reason why some people dominate sports is because they have certain advantages over other athletes in that sport like michael phelps literally has like the wingspan 
of a swimmer, like the shoulders of a swimmer, he produces half as much lactic acid as other athletes, mm-hmm. which reduces the amount of fatigue. So then he has more endurance because of that. Like he has advantages, biological advantages over other athletes, but no one is saying that Michael Phelps can't compete because, or couldn't compete when he did, because that would be unfair to the other athletes that also put in hard work. Like, Right. Just, like, no, he needs to be in a different division because his lactic acid level isn't appropriate. Like, yeah. Like, that's just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, we're literally laughing saying that because mm-hmm. it's dumb. It's like, no, they other athletes just need to accept that maybe they won't get first place. Right, right. Like, and <laughs> I, I will say, like, I think a lot of it just comes down to understanding why there are divisions. Like, um, why there is like um, female sports and male sports. And that really just comes down to, again, how hormones can impact, um, bi- you know, biological differences in performance. Totally agree. But um, since the NCAA has set standards for hormone replacement therapy that allows the playing field to be even and she's followed it, I really don't understand what the issue is. And there's 100% no reason to attack her by all, by any means. She's an athlete who's followed the rules and is competing and doing well. Um, yeah. So I think it really just comes down to whether you agree with the guidelines or not, which, again, the guidelines are set by um, experts in their job. Um, I think, if anything, maybe they can look at more data to see whether you need to be on HRT for longer or qualification to keep the um, playing field uh, even biologically but beyond that it seems like Nancy doing what they can to level the playing field and Leah Thomas is following the rules appropriately so and in regards to the biological differences um honestly like again I I see this argument a lot kind of like what Tree was saying where basically um a lot of um, people are saying oh since she went through male puberty she has an advantage because um like she can be taller because of that or all these other things. And the reality is that, again, people have certain biological advantages just off of things like genetics and just inherent um, advantages. And I think part of it, like that's a part of it as well. Because when you look at it fundamentally, um, no one is going to, like you will only transition to a gender that you solidly identify with. So this whole like false narrative of, oh, like transitioning, to be a better athlete in that department is honestly like really damaging rhetoric from the right. Cause like, yeah. if you look at it fundamentally, um, anyone who transitions transitions to uh, better identify with the gender that they truly believe they are. And um, being an athlete, you would obviously want to continue to compete um, under that pretense. So once you're biologically at an even playing field, no one should attack you, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, the reason that we chose this topic was actually because um, Matt Walsh came to Georgia Tech and essentially gave this like 40 minute spiel to his supporters and also a couple of libs um, (laughs) about this issue because Leah Thomas like the NCAA like event was actually at Georgia Tech like they were holding their event and Matt Walsh one of Ben Shapiro's colleagues minions whatever you want to call him um came (laughs) (laughs) came earlier in the week to essentially say that because first of all he 
insisted on using the wrong pronouns, which was like, why? Um, mm. But second of all, uh, basically, his argument was that because she went through male puberty and transitioned like a little bit later than, say, other people, um, she al- she has the biological advantage of her height, um, muscle mass, bone density that men just simply have, like biological males simply have over biological females. And even though that she's on like hormone replacement therapy, um, the increased amount of estrogen in her body doesn't negate those biological advantages. So therefore it's unfair that she is able to compete with women with um, cisgendered women who did not necessarily like have those advantages at a point in their life. Um, And basically was saying how the whole premise of Leah Thomas being in women's sports is like anti-feminist and like against women's rights. And like we, we need to save women's sports by keeping trans people out of women's sports. And it was just like, it was totally the reason why I bring that experience up is because he said this for like 40 minutes and then there was like a small Q and a session at the end. And, um, uh, someone like brought up, like tried to like, you know, try to get him and be like, why can't trans people compete in sports? And like, I don't remember exactly what the question is, but then he like backpedaled and was like, no one is saying that trans people can't be in sports when he literally spent like 40 minutes essentially saying they couldn't. So I'm like, okay, like you need to be, um, you need to be like solid in your argument. Cause like, are you saying they can be, or they can't be? I guess what he meant was like, oh, Leah Thomas can compete in sports, but as a like in the ma- male division, um, mm, which like mm. at this point she's not she's not a man. Like she doesn't have those hormones or anything. She's been on HRT for this long, right? So it doesn't even make sense. But I honestly did not pay attention to Matt Walsh's argument that much because. He started off with his argument by saying, sex is binary. There's XX chromosomes and XY chromosomes. And like... (laughs) That's cute because like, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Really quick interjection. That's cute because like, I love how he's trying to like boil it down to science. But as queen woman in STEM, um, (laughs) we can, um, I'm going to put in my two cents. Uh, Yeah, you can actually get multiple chromosomes too so you can be xxy like again happens very rarely and that's usually a genetic um you know anomaly but the fact that they're even saying that even biological sex being binary is actually not even true (laughs) but obviously yes we do we do function on a like with normal genetics we function on a biologically binary system well i was even gonna say and that's fine i was gonna say intersex people exist and they're as common as redheads and we're not right. sa- we're not saying that redheads are like genetic anomalies like they just exist they're a little bit more they're more rare than like people yes. with other hair colors obviously but we're not saying like they're like the exception or anything they're just like there they're still there so yeah. intersex people exist at the same level so already like sex is not binary and like i know that as literally an undergrad like you right. i'm like- not I'm not even if you're gonna use science to back your point at least be right about the science (laughs) yeah I I was gonna say I'm not even a med student like you I'm literally an undergrad and I took one more 
biology class or like two I would say maybe like two more biology classes than are like necessary to like grat like go through school and like I know that sex is not binary mm-hmm. so like, I feel like a basic college bio class would be enough to know that yeah but to be um, fair, I learned that in my genetics class, which is, like, not required unless you're, like, a science mm-hmm. major. But still, like... But, I, I mean, like, I guess my point is, like, yeah. well, I would add to that. It's, like, don't talk about it like you know about it if you're wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to hold you to that standard if you're going to tell other people about it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, maybe, like, maybe that's something you would learn in an upper bio class. But if you're going to talk about it, you should know your stuff and yeah. I will call you out if you're saying wrong stuff. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> like he literally started his argument with that and I was like, okay, no, like already, I don't even care what the rest you're going to say for the next like 35 minutes. Your initial point is wrong. So like, why should anything else you say have any sort of merit? Uh, honestly yeah like that instantly like loses credibility right I mean no I think I will say I think I'm a little bit more open-minded when it comes to that in terms of like I like always try to get other perspectives I mean um, I'm exaggerating I still listen to what he had to say Um, oh yeah I'm sure you absolutely did I feel like we're both really good about that um but you know it's it's literally what you're saying though like I feel like you lose credibility and I think more than anything I think it like it loses their credibility or argument to me if you're not even going to respect um like a trans transgender person's pronoun of choice and their gender identity like if you're not gonna respect that at the least then I'm not gonna listen to what you have to say like you're being openly transphobic you know like if if he like couldn't respect her pronouns and like the fact that she identifies as a female regardless of you know of like where she stands as an athlete and her um you know and biological advantage or whatever his argument was going with like if he can't even respect that then I don't want to hear it because it's like oh obviously you're being biased because you're not respecting her as a person yeah um so I think that like that's something to kind of address too is like in the process like I've just seen so much like very openly transphobic rhetoric in terms of like Again, so many people referring to her with male pronouns or not respecting her gender identity at all. And it's like, before we even talk about like her, whether she can compete in women's sports or like that kind of nuance, like the least you can do is respect someone and what they want to identify as. And it's not that hard, you know, like the fact that they're choosing to choosing to be that disrespectful is like so awful yeah like just call people what they want to be called it's not that difficult right, literally it just comes down to that it is not that hard like I've literally heard people refer to her with like a male first name and I'm just like it's like you went out of your way to do that yeah. <laughs> you know like you're being you're like, like you're putting more energy you're putting right. more energy into what's required like quit that you you're doing too much (laughs) but yeah I just think the rhetoric overall has been like super transphobic and like I like I'm not to the I never want to say this phrase again (laughs) but uh, to their rights benefit I do understand opening up the conversation in regards to what qualifies someone to compete in um uh the male versus female division of um of athletics and you know what that comes down to obviously like of course open up that discussion oh yeah you know that's like I think that's completely fine but if the NCAA has had 
a risk, like has had guidelines by which they operate for how long you should be on a hormone replacement therapy to not have, you know, to be biologically on an even playing field and gender identity guidelines um, and all that set forth that they feel like it's the is appropriate and the athlete follows that i really don't see why there should be further discussion if anything it, if you are of a science background and you feel like those guidelines should be adjusted in some form totally understand but if you're not in that field um and you're trying to like spread false narratives again about how successful she is as an athlete or just different like different things about how she might have a higher advantage that not really that's honestly damaging to the transgender gender community overall and um isn't respecting the rules that were set in place by experts i don't know yeah and like because this has sort of been going around like the news and like you know society in general i've seen it sort of bleed like the topic of transgender people and like you know that whole discussion I've seen it sort of bleed into like other news events where it literally like doesn't even matter like um the Katanji Brown Jackson like hearings have been going on I don't know if they're done but they've been going on and I'm pretty sure it was Marsha Blackburn senator from Tennessee she asked Mm -hmm. um Katanji Brown Jackson Oh, can you define what a woman is? Oh. And wait, I saw this clip and how yeah. she said that she couldn't and that it wasn't under her jurisdiction, I believe. Yeah. And it's like you don't like as a judge, you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to ever define what a woman is and unless there's some sort of legal case where that definition like would be necessary to know. Like, I just, right. I just don't see why, like, that's, like, a topic of discussion. And it's just, like, it's just stupid, like, at this point. Like, I don't have a articulate way of saying it. Like, it's just dumb. Like, why are you bringing a totally unrelated topic into, like, a separate discussion of, like, confirming a Supreme Court justice? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, uh, the whole, the fact that her hearing was unfair will honestly be an entirely different, like, could be an entirely different episode that we honestly might do another day. Yeah. Um, but just briefly talking about this specific awful question, which was one of many awful questions directed at her, um, this specifically I thought was ridiculous because I do understand, like, in our, in light of Leah Thomas's, like, controversy with being a female athlete, like, Obviously, they wanted to ask this, but it's honestly wild to me because being a Supreme Court justice means you operate and make decisions based on the Constitution and precedents set by the Supreme Court and nothing else. So the fact that they're asking her opinion on a case that hasn't even been set, like her opinion on something um, that hasn't even been set forth as a case yeah. is like totally inappropriate and not, you know, again, we, we talk politics. So just breaking this down like that's irrelevant. Because I know lately we've kind of made the Supreme Court um, justice into like a very partisan divided kind of situation. But at the end of the day, your your leanings or your opinions should not even be a part of your job. Because as a justice, you should operate based on the Constitution and precedents. Like yeah. that's your literal job. So defining something like that should not be expected of you at all. Um, so 
Yeah, like it doesn't make honestly any... a wild moment right there. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. But so you briefly touched on this earlier. Sorry, I kind of wanted to circle back to this. Um, but how? What? What was his name? I'm like I already forgot. Matt that Walsh. Yes, his um, what's his face's minion? Yeah. Ben so Shapiro. how like? So this is like rhetoric I've seen overall a lot. Um, but how like um, they say that trans um, transgender athletes um play especially um getting to participate in women's sports is like anti-feminist and anti um is like you know not is like to the detriment of cis women so what's your take kind of on that specific argument here's my thing i i find it honestly kind of amusing and funny that all of a sudden all of these right-wing men are concerned about women's rights and feminism when all they do like 99% of the time is like be against feminism and like be against the women's rights movement. So all of a sudden (laughs) when they have the ability to like be transphobic, they're like, oh yeah, I am like such a feminist. And you know, they're like, save women's sports. Like, right like bring just, that energy to pro-choice yeah honestly <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense to me so I just find the whole like my thoughts are that I find it amusing and it's like I I find it so disingenuine like I can mm-hmm. see right through it yeah I I 100% agree with you specifically saying that it's disingenuine I 100% agree like it is literally it's what we're saying it is like we're calling it out for what it is but it's literally just such a false like narrative because it's just odd to me too because yes it's what you're saying about how it's like okay you say you care like when have you ever shown that outside of this realm Um, but also like I what was interesting to me too is that like part of feminism is supporting all women's rights and if you are a trans female you are also a female so any like any law that supporting trans women is supporting all women. Yes. I don't know. So like in regards to this, it's like, you know, like a trans athlete being able to um, compete in a sport, which aligns with her gender identity, as long as she biologically is on an evil, uh, even level playing field um, is totally appropriate. And that's not anti-feminist. It's not putting down cis women if she qualifies. Yeah. Like, ridiculous period (laughs) but period i just wanted to bring up that specifically since i've seen that rhetoric a ton like not just with um mr minion can't remember his name um but just across the board it's okay it's okay i don't even know who he was before it was announced that he was coming to tech and people were mad about it so i was like oh who is this guy then i looked him up but um yeah so those are essentially my thoughts surrounding this issue. I don't see why it's an issue. And like the science proves yet again why it shouldn't be an issue. So yeah. Any final thoughts for you, Ozzy? So yeah, what are your final thoughts, Adi? Um, all right. So I guess TLDR, um, Leah Thomas should absolutely be able to compete, um, 
in women's division of swimming. Um, due to the fact that she does follow NCAA guidelines for swimming um, as a female athlete, um, as a transgender female, um, which includes the adequate amount of time that she's been under hormone replacement therapy, as well as um, the fact that she aligns with that gender identity for the amount of time that they required. So as long as any transgender athlete follows the NCAA guidelines for competing within that sport, um, you should be good to go and allowed to compete in that sport. And if anything, if anyone does have an issue, maybe um, look into like why those guidelines are in place and possibly adjusting those to make a more even biological playing field. But as it stands, we have experts that set that in place. And I think um, any athlete that qualifies to um, play under those guidelines should absolutely continue to play. Um, and any rhetoric um, that's attacking Leah Thomas or any other transgender athlete who's following NCAA guidelines and rules um, is honestly very damaging to the transgender community and trans athletes. So, yep, that's my take overall. Beautifully said. I don't have anything else to say. So I think we've pretty much like covered all the bases on this issue. And like we've proven yet again, science has proven yet again that like this should be a non-issue. Um, right. So yeah. Bye. <laughs> See you next time.